0: I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you. It's high noon. For Thursday, October 1st, 2020. And man, oh man, what a week. We still have 31 days plus, what, three 34 days, 33 days till it's election day. It's almost five weeks. I guarantee you every single one gets more contentious than the last. Uh, If you guys are just listening to High Noon for the first time, uh, the best approach to the podcast is to listen to the trailer Get Rooted. Kind of gives you the rundown of how things go around here. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at I'm Your Moderator. If you want to support the show, go to I'mYourModerator.substack.com. And uh, I guess that's it for that bullshit. So I know I said I was going to talk about Comey's testimony today. I didn't watch it. I couldn't bring myself to do four hours of it. I'm going to try to get through at least part of it this afternoon. Um, Part of the reason for that is that I've seen some of the highlights of it. And I don't want to go into those. But it was basically just a display of James Comey saying he doesn't remember and doesn't recall most of the important elements of the investigation he led as director of the FBI in 2016. Um, That's pathetic. I don't know how people like him can get away with what they've done and then refuse to answer questions about their basic knowledge from What should be one of the most important things they've ever dealt with four years ago, right? Is there anything in your life, professional or personal, that was a huge, huge issue for you from four years ago that you forget anything about? If you were being asked to remember specific dates and times, fine. But if you were asked to remember, like, what did that person say to you and how did it make you feel? You would remember James Comey was the director of the FBI. It is not okay for him to not remember, but I want to move on from that because like I said, I haven't watched it. I want to watch it so I can be fair about it. Um, but I would love to keep talking about what we were talking about yesterday because what's more exciting than talking about about racial issues. That's the most important thing now. Not the economy, not COVID, scary COVID, not election fraud, not the fact that Hillary Clinton was responsible for planting the Russia story to cover up the email debacle, not the fact that the FBI knew it, Not the fact that Obama and Biden knew about it. None of that matters. The fact that they used it to try to win an election, knowing that once they won that election, it would never come out and it would never matter. That's not more important. Destroying Michael Flynn's life so that he would not be able to serve as Donald Trump's national security advisor thus undermining Donald Trump's transition and presidency, that's not more important. The fact that the Mueller probe was launched and that that tied up Donald Trump's ability to effectively do his job for two years and help the Democrats take back the House in 2018 so that they could then impeach him on the same bullshit. That's not more important. Joe Biden abused his office and sold the power and influence of his office through his son, Hunter Biden, to China, to Russia, to the Ukraine. Or I guess it's just Ukraine. Everybody says the Ukraine, and I'm trying to train myself not to do that. That's not more important either. James Comey testified yesterday in his crazy testimony. One of the little pieces I saw That Joe Biden's son, Hunter's actions, made Joe Biden a national security liability because he could be influenced by foreign nations. Don't you all remember when you made that argument about Donald Trump and that argument fell completely on its face and you still won't admit it? And you're going to go out and vote for someone who is actually compromised in the exact way you complained about Donald Trump being compromised. And you feel very comfortable voting for that because it makes you feel uncomfortable to vote for someone like Donald Trump, who's so, so crude. And he's racist, even though you can't prove that he's racist. And even though he's helped minority communities far more than Joe Biden ever did in 47 years. Joe Biden, the man who quote wrote the damn bill, that singular crime bill that is more responsible for the pain, the frustration, the harm, the anger of minority communities than any other piece of legislation since Jim Crow, that Joe Biden, Is who you think you are morally justified in voting for, even though you don't care about his policies and know that he physically cannot make it through a four year term. And that the longer he stays there, the bigger the national security threat becomes that he presents. You think Joe Biden has the power to stand up to a foreign adversary, give me a break. Give me a break. Joe Biden's entire party is enthralled to China. That is why they never, ever speak out about China. They call the travel ban racist and xenophobic. The New York Times published yesterday that the WHO knowingly encouraged travel because they thought the Economics of the situation were more important. That WHO, controlled by China, that WHO, who Anthony Fauci became a mouthpiece for throughout the first months of the pandemic, that WHO. Do you think that Fauci's interests? do not align with the WHO. They align with the WHO, not America. Robert Redfield, same thing. China funds medical programs in our universities. Okay? They send their people to study in those universities and take our intellectual property back to China. That is what they do. All of the old guard does the same. The NBA is pretending to be about social justice. While they have a (laughs) training facility in the same Chinese province. Where there are concentration camps. And do you know how China trains those NBA players by torturing them? But do you care? Does the NBA care? Apparently not. Apparently not. Because you're so concerned about Donald Trump not denying or denouncing, sorry, a group that you didn't know anything about until two days ago. Stop pretending to care. Stop pretending to be honest. You are neither caring nor honest. Donald Trump left the White House yesterday to head to Minnesota. He took questions. Did he seem scared? No. Did he seem flustered? No. He seemed completely normal. Watch the video. He condemned white supremacy and anything associated with it. He reiterated that he always has and he always has. The idea that he has not is a liberal media fabrication. It is unbelievable that anyone can go back in history and look at the record and think otherwise. And the examples used are consistently terrible. The Charlottesville one, where he specifically said he condemns neo-Nazis and white supremacists that they should be condemned totally. But he called Mexicans rapists and murderers, right? No, he called Mexican gang members in MS-13 rapists and murderers, and they are rapists and murderers. And he has done more to shut that down than any president in history. He has also done more to shut down human trafficking and drug trafficking across that border more than any president in history. He also has much greater Hispanic support than any Republican president in the past. And we will see it at the polls. Oh, but the Central Park five. You don't know anything about that either, do you? It is unbelievable. All of these narratives are such utter bullshit. He opened his country club in Palm Beach to black and Jewish Americans, the first country club down there to do so. Why did he do that? Because he was planning a presidential run 30 years later and wanted to look good. No, because he knew it was the right thing. It is utterly absurd to think that Donald Trump is a racist. If you don't like his policies, that's fine. The policies in themselves are not racist. I'm sorry it was presented to you that way. But again, everything that that side doesn't like is called racist. And that's how they make it possible for themselves to win issues and elections. They don't do it on the merits ever. Tell me one issue the Democrats have tried to win on its merits in this cycle. Without calling people racists, sexists, homophobes or conspiracy theorists. There are none. There are none. Joe Biden lied over and over and over and over again the other night. He called Antifa an idea and said that that's what the FBI director said. But that's not what Christopher Ray said. Christopher Ray said Antifa was less a formal organization than it was an ideology and that it was fragmented and had no central organizing. That may well be true, but that is not the same as calling it an idea. You can watch videos from every goddamn day since George Floyd died and see what Antifa and Black Lives Matter are. To try to equate the Proud Boys in any way is utterly insane. The Proud Boys have tons of minority membership. You think all those minorities just decided to embrace a white supremacist organization? Why? No one even knew who they were until three nights ago or two nights ago. Sorry, it was Tuesday. Now they do. Why do they? Because Chris Wallace and Joe Biden put it into the national conversation. That's Joe Biden, who advertised the Proud Boys. Do you think Joe Biden pays attention to the Proud Boys? Of course not. Because the Proud Boys don't rise to a level that demands national attention at all. Joe Biden increased their membership single-handedly. And it's funny. They did the same exact thing with the alt-right in 2016. The alt-right were a bunch of people at home on their keyboards. They weren't out there doing things. Antifa was. Antifa has been around that long. Antifa has been violent for that long. This is insanity. Insanity. And so then Kaylee McEnany had a press conference today in the White House briefing room. And... Of course, every reporter wants to ask about this. John Roberts from Fox. I mean, it's utterly despicable what these people do. He was asking, will you now give us a direct quote that the president denounces white supremacy? And she goes, yeah, he said it yesterday. He said it the day before. He said it countless times. He named the KKK a terrorist organization. He put a man to a white supremacist to death, the first time the death penalty has been used on a federal level in 17 years, and listed a million other things. And John Roberts goes, Yeah, but will you say that you denounce it? Will you say that the president denounces it? And she goes, I just did. And she did. But he kept asking. And why did he keep asking? Okay. This is why. Because what he wants is this story. He wants Kaylee McEnany to say, yes, the White House denounces white supremacy in all its forms, which, by the way, she did say. But he wants a particular headline. Or he wants to write that she bristled at the conversation or that she refused to answer. But she didn't refuse to answer. She answered quite directly. You can watch the video. It's up on my social media right now. At I'm your moderator on Instagram. You can watch the video. It's ridiculous. It's offensive. And it is not good. For the race narrative in the United States. It's not helpful at all. They're trying to get her to say a specific thing so that they can write specific stories that they know will create clickbait. That is what they do. That is what they are paid for. They do not care about informing the American public about anything that doesn't support their cause and their candidate. They sit there in the press briefing room and try to insert their own narratives into the questions. It is not to gain information from the White House, which is what Kaylee McEnany is there for. It is to insert false narratives. And then have those go viral so that they can report on the false narratives. And the problem is that people actually believe those narratives are true. They think that what the reporters are doing is strongly pushing back against the White House. Well, where were they doing that in Obama's White House? Where do they do that now with Joe Biden? Joe Biden was on stage and called Antifa an idea. Did he have to denounce them? No. Did he have to denounce the Green New Deal? No. He supported it and then didn't support it and then argued for its budget viability. And then said it was radical. So what's your thoughts, Joe? Hey, Joe, will you denounce the idea of Supreme Court packing? Will you denounce the idea of getting rid of the Electoral College, which you can't do because you need a constitutional amendment? What about the idea of ending the filibuster? Do you denounce that? Well, I, I, you know, I don't want to answer that question because whatever I answer, that'll become the story. Well, no shit, Joe. Chris Wallace didn't make him answer. Why? It's not important to the American people. Yes, it is. This whole thing is a charade. It is anti-American. What we have is not a free press. We have a state media. And that state media is actively involved in suppressing a free independent press. They try to get people shut down on Instagram and Twitter. It happens to me. It happens to everyone who says things even similar to the things I say. They consistently try to paint anything that disagrees with them as fringe or radical or extremist or racist. And they actively promote TikTok, an app specifically designed to allow the Chinese to steal private information from American citizens. And you think it's not a big deal. Oh, they're just stealing your pictures and videos. First of all, that's not true. Second of all, what happens when some TikTok teen, nice alliteration, thanks, grows up and wants to run for political office and China has all the nude photos of them from 18? What happens then? What happens when China has all the text messages that they sent? What happens then? So they support TikTok at the same time that they're trying to have Facebook slash Instagram, Twitter and Google restrict the rights of individual citizens to express themselves in a public forum. Why is any of this okay? And of course it's not. All you have to do is imagine that happening to the left and it does not happen to the left. All you have to imagine is that happening to the left. And everything I just said makes complete sense to you. Of course, you see it happening to the right and you think, oh, well, they deserve it. They're all racist anyway. We don't need racism on this platform. Oh, yes. Thank you. White millennial savior coming to rescue the world from racism by deciding what other people are allowed to say, including black people and Hispanic people. You fucking morons. You're not shutting down hate speech. You're shutting down dissension and you know it. And that's what makes it so much worse. It is infuriating to watch this process continue. This is the reason why so many people support Donald Trump. Because he is the last chance to save this culture from that. I said it at the end of Apocalypse Now. You are the dystopia. These people are the dystopia. What do I mean by that? Read or listen to 1984, Orwell, or any other dystopian sci fi. Read Fahrenheit 451. Who do you think that's describing? Well, which side is burning books? Which side is burning Bibles with flags on top of them? That's the left. Which side is trying to cancel? JK Rowling, that's the left. Which side is burning Harry Potter books? That's the left. Why do you think they're doing that? Because they don't like the ideas in the book. And why don't they like those ideas? Why are they so scared by those ideas? Because they can't defeat them with other ideas, so they burn them. Read or listen to 1984. And think about the current moment while you do. If you're confused about which side the dystopia is, you need your head checked. Everything in that book is coming to life right now. Life is imitating art. Of course, that art imitated life. Because this has been tried before by the worst regimes in history. And it ain't Donald Trump who's doing it. And it's fine that you think Joe Biden seems like such a nice man. Joe Biden is not a nice man. Joe Biden is one of the most corrupt politicians in American history. He has done this for money and power. The reason that no one knows Joe Biden's ideology is because he doesn't have one. His ideology is entirely based on whatever works at the moment. He is there to serve the credit card companies. Which put American citizens in debt and keeps them in debt and destroys their lives. He wrote the damn bill that has done more to harm minority communities than any politician since Jim Crow. Why do we have to pretend reality is not as it is? On every single measure of reality, Donald Trump has helped minority communities. On every single measure, Joe Biden has harmed minority communities. Why do we have to pretend otherwise? How can a rational adult believe that out of context statements are more harmful than the crime bill that Joe Biden wrote? How can we believe that out of context statements matter more Then Joe Biden keeping America in debt. How is that? And I'm not even talking about the country, which of course he does because he is a liberal progressive Democrat. Now, the Republicans ain't, ain't great at that either, but they're not as bad. Why? Because they don't believe that American taxpayers are there to line the wallets of themselves and their friends. Though plenty of Republicans do. That's why I include both political parties in the old guard. There are plenty of corrupt Republicans. And by the way, Donald Trump hates them too. None of this should be surprising to anyone. You know, I think about the red pill idea and I hate saying it because I don't like using I don't like using buzzwords or catchy phrases that other people came up with. But the thing about the red pill is that you can never see it the other way again. And as soon as it happens, you know, it's true. Isn't it odd how no one ever gets red pilled into being a Democrat? This whole conversation that we are having right now about race is a bunch of spoiled, privileged, millennial white hipsters trying to impress one another and their friends because they have nothing else to say or do. They don't bother being a good person. They don't bother informing themselves. So they publicly proclaim the ideology that is reinforced by the state media, knowing that they will get credit for it. And if they're famous, then they get credit for it by the state media and they get more rich and more famous while helping no one, no one, there has been no upside to celebrity involvement in politics. It has not happened. They change their new pet cause every few years. They started doing a sex trafficking pet cause. Did their charity dinners with expensive wines help that cause tangibly? How Ivanka Trump just secured a hundred million dollars of financing to help that cause. So which one is more effective, Ivanka or the Hulk? This isn't a question. There is a reality out there. We need to embrace it. We need to stop this silly, silly bullshit. And the thing is, these people were never going to vote for Donald Trump anyway. And they weren't thinking about it. Because they do not have the spine to stand up. For reality. For what they know to be true. It hurts too much to think about all the things that you have said about other people to ever consider that they might be right. I've already had that reckoning, guys. Okay. I've talked about it since the first episode of this podcast. I have had that reckoning. I came to this on my own. I didn't get tricked by the media. I got shown what reality was by reality, watching them handle COVID and lying about it every step of the way for their own political gain. What will you all say in two weeks when Florida is opened fully and there is no problem? That is why people are mad at Florida. They are not trying to save anyone's lives. They're trying to save their election. That is it. What will you say when there is no spike and everybody has resumed life as normal? What will you say? Will you still believe that California needs to be closed for indoor dining? Gavin Newsom opened up malls yesterday and card rooms. I love how they call them card rooms. Since when did they become card rooms and not casinos? Oh, since covid Right? Because they wouldn't want to say they're opening casinos. But they are. Why? Because Gavin got sued. And so a day later, he opened them. Westfield, a chain of shopping malls in California, certainly in Los Angeles. I assume they're through the rest of California. They might be national for all I fucking know. I don't go to malls. But they sued Gavin and immediately overturned the decision. Shocking. Remember Halloween when they canceled Halloween and then overturned it two hours later? Shocking. Is that about the science and the data and public health? No, it's not. It's about lawsuits. You know how many lawsuits Gavin has? Tons. You think it is just a coincidence that they insert this race narrative into the debate? And then the next day, Gavin comes out supporting the study. Of reparations in California, a state that straight up did not have slavery. What? None of this is about public health. It is about politics. Every time they call a Trump rally, a super spreader event, and it doesn't happen, you need to understand that these people are liars and frauds. It does not happen. It has not happened and it will not happen. I was at the indoor rally in Henderson, Nevada, 19 days ago. I think it's 19 or 18. Call it either. Don't care. Want to fact check me? Sweet. I'm not dead. I don't have COVID. I have a girlfriend. She gets tested for COVID all the time for her job. She doesn't have COVID. How's that possible? Well, either the Henderson Nevada rally was not a super spreader event, or we are two of the people among the 81% of the country as shown in the journal nature today to have prior T cell immunity and cannot get COVID. Of course, there are studies like that all the time. Why isn't the news talk about them? Well, because they are concerned with politics and not your health. And not saving anyone's lives unless those lives they can directly attribute to COVID, which they can't. They don't care about anybody losing their business. They don't care about businesses being burned to the ground. By a communist organization disguised as a racial justice organization. They don't care about any of that. They care about winning the election. What will they say? about Florida in two more weeks. Ron DeSantis got lucky. Ron DeSantis wasn't following the science. There are hours of video of Ron DeSantis talking to renowned scientists. You can watch them. I'm sorry I was so uh, hot today. Maybe some people uh, like it. Maybe some hate it. Maybe some turned me off halfway through. I apologize to those people, although they can't hear my apology. I guess I am very sad. Uh, high noon tomorrow will be a high afternoon because I am interviewing state Senator Melissa Mendez at 11 a.m. And I will have that episode up for you on Saturday. And then next week, we haven't locked down a date and time yet, but I should be doing John Wood Jr.'s podcast. And I interviewed John on my old show And you might be familiar with his work because he's been on uh, a bunch of the, you know, popular talk shows like Brett Weinstein, Glenn Lowry, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, John's a a real smart guy. And so I'm looking forward to speaking to him again. The funny thing is that I was um, a full on Democrat at that point. I mean, obviously, I've always leaned toward the center, either side that I've been on. But uh, yeah, he was a Republican who had challenged Maxine Waters for Congress. And so I had him on and we had a great discussion. And so I'm looking forward to doing it with him again. And I'm also looking forward to getting some of these ideas out there on a platform that is bigger than mine. So that'll be a lot of fun. And uh, I hope you guys are looking forward to that. I know I am. I will be back tomorrow at a similarly reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Listen to more hopes fall. Goodbye. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and give it a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. So new listeners can take your word for it. You can follow the show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at I'm your moderator. If you have feedback, you can email. Hey moderator at I'm your or use the hashtag. Hey moderator on Twitter.